0: The Lord be with you. Welcome to Thin Places, the podcast channel of St. Aidan's Anglican Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. I'm Father Lee, the pastor here at St. Aidan's, and I want to invite you to join me here each week as we join together to share common prayer, common worship, and common life. And just as the streams feed the trees on their banks till they pour, May my life be to all those who share this wilderness road. A reading from the Gospel according to St. John in the first chapter. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. I invite you to be seated. John writes, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The eternal word of God has now wrapped himself in our humanity, has made his home among us. And he's made a new covenant. Not a covenant of blood, but a covenant of faith. And in this covenant, he opens wide to us the gates of his kingdom so that everyone who will receive the gift of Christ as a gift now becomes a child of God. And so now having received this Incredible honor, this undeserved blessing, this unmerited favor on sinful rebels like you and like me. He shows us the way that he's going to make us into sons and daughters. The word becomes flesh. The son of God, true God from true God, begotten, not made, has now become the son of man, not the son of a man, but the son of mankind, the child of humanity. He becomes our child so that we can become God's children. How quickly we gloss over that, that reality that shakes everything there is around us, that shakes the world and its empires to their core. We sing songs about quiet nights and Quiet virgins and quiet lambs and some kid drumming a drum. (laughs) But when the Christians first told this story, they were shunned. They were imprisoned. Sometimes they were put to death for telling this story. Not because they proclaimed that Jesus was God. But because they proclaimed that God had become man. That God had made his home right here in our midst. They told that story, and the peoples around them said that they were irreligious, that they were impious, that they were irreverent. This story about God becoming one of us to them was so ugly. It was too ugly a thing for them to say about God. Surely no God would debase himself to become human, to die on a cross. And yet that story, that truth, that reality is exactly the story that we tell about Jesus Christ because the pagans missed the entire point. God isn't diminished by cloaking himself. He's not dirtied by wrapping himself in our humanity. He doesn't become unclean by becoming one of us. Instead, something much more marvelous occurs. He takes my lowliness and he unites it to himself he takes what was in me base and common and he makes it precious and he makes it holy he takes our humanity and he raises it and hallows it and glorifies it that's why gregory the theologian says that whatever christ touched he healed our humanity fallen and broken and perverse and hateful and corrupt is now taken up by God and made the instrument through which all of creation is being made whole again. That is the great mystery of our faith. God becomes one of us so that we can become one with him. That's the healing, the restoration that Christ begins working in creation from the moment of his conception and first breath. But that's not where John stops. John doesn't say just that God became incarnate. He doesn't just say that God became one of us. He says that he became flesh and that he has made his home in our midst. Now, it's not that God changed. God doesn't change. God doesn't become more of anything. It's not God that changes It's us. God has made our humanity, his creation into his dwelling. The eternal word of God now dwells in our humanness. Now that's a really big idea to try to wrap our heads around. Especially after a long week full of celebration and feasting. So think about it this way. When God called his people into covenant with himself, he guided them to a place where God's people would meet him face to face. And he gave them very specific instructions on how they were to build this place, this holy space, this tent in which God would live, this house for God. And they called that place the tabernacle. And when the temple was built in Jerusalem, it was just a larger stone version of the same tabernacle that traveled with God's people through the wilderness. It was a place where God's people came to know and to serve and to love their God. It was a place where they experienced God's forgiveness being poured out for them, where they found their sickness healed, where they found themselves as a people made whole again. It was a place where heaven touched earth where the creation beheld its creator but the tabernacle and the temple fell and yet God's promise over and over again throughout scripture to his people is that he is restoring the inheritance that they lost that's what Isaiah was talking about this morning when we heard him say that the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations and that they will be clothed in garments of praise that's the dream of restoration that we've been talking about since the beginning of Advent it's the promise that what was lost in our sin in our rebellion is being restored in the person of Jesus Christ our Lord so now hear John's words those words that we hear every year every single time we celebrate Christmas we hear these words from John but I want you to hear them again without some of the poetry that John introduces this is what he says to us he says the Word of God has made humanity his tabernacle that's what John is saying to us John is saying that God's Word has now made our humanness the place where he will live, the place where his glory dwells, the place where heaven touches earth, the place where God's people will meet God face to face. God has made our humanity into that place where forgiveness is poured out, where all of our sickness is healed. And after his death, does Jesus leave behind that tabernacle? No. He's not reincarnated. He's not reimagined. He's not ascended and transformed. He's resurrected. His body is made whole. And it becomes the means, the instrument through which my humanity can be made whole again. He has made his creation into his tabernacle forever. And everything that he touches is healed. In him, our humanity is bathed in the waters of baptism, is purified by casting off the devil and his lies, is hallowed as a spotless sacrifice, is healed in the resurrection, is now glorified because the same humanity, our humanity, your humanity, my humanness is still united to the person of Jesus Christ. You and I are still right now in and through our baptism, united to Christ. You and I are one with God. God has made us whole again. God has restored what was lost and broken. God has healed the sickness in our soul. And because we are united to Christ, through him we are now God's children, too. And here's something further that's true. Because you and I are God's children. Because you and I share in the glory that Christ bestows on the whole of creation, you and I have now been transformed into means of grace. Everything that you touch is touched by God's grace. Every word that you speak can become a word of hope. Every act of service becomes a means of God healing His creation. Because you and I are in Christ, you and I are also transformed into a means of grace. What Christ touches, He heals. And He sends us out to touch and to heal and to comfort and to encourage. He sends us out to restore the fortunes of Zion. He sends us out to become a means of grace. By our baptism, creation is being restored and is being transformed into what it was supposed to be from the very beginning, the place where God's people would meet him and meeting him, know him, and knowing him, love him because the Word is now one of us, because God has set up his throne, his home, in our midst. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Will you stand with me? If you'll take your Book of Common Prayer and turn with me to page 127, we'll join together in unison as we declare our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed we believe in one God the Father the Almighty maker of heaven and earth of all that is visible and invisible we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ the only begotten Son of God eternally begotten of the Father God from God light from light true God from true God begotten not made of one being with the Father He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end We believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord the giver of life who proceeds from the father With the father and son is worshipped and glorified who has spoken through the prophets We believe in one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come amen let us pray for the church and for the world thank you for checking out thin places today if you were blessed by your time with us and want to know more check out anchor.fm forward slash thin dash places for more homilies devotionals and worship from St. Aidan's Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And make sure to follow us and leave a comment and join us again next time in common prayer, common worship, and common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you.